Hello, everybody, and welcome to Insight Podcast. Now, this is not episode three of Insight. This is actually something a little different we're going to be start doing called our Feature Org of the Week. So this week, we have the owner of Emergence HQ, Zell, here. But before we start talking with Zell, let's just take a moment to talk about who makes this show possible. So a huge thank you, as always, to AS1 Network and 410 Gaming with special assistance from Casual and Yaya. You guys do everything for the show, and I really appreciate it. Can't thank you enough. So without further ado, Zell, man, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. A little cold. A little cold outside. Minnesota's killing me, but uh, I'm surviving. I'm surviving. We're getting through it, right? So yes, uh, let's talk about you personally for a little bit, because this is your episode here. So let's talk about Zell, right? Like, let's uh, introduce yourself a little bit for everybody who may not know exactly who you are. All right. Uh, so, hey, everyone. Uh, Jesus, or Zell, as I'm known, uh, in the gaming world, I guess. Uh, 23, uh, from Chicago, born and raised. Uh, I guess I started video games as a kid. Uh, first system was a Nintendo 64. Classic. Yes, sir. Uh, I actually would rage quit in uh, Super Mario World. <laughs> Dude, it, it was horrible. My brother would smoke me all the time. Yeah, it was just bad. Um, moved on to PS2. Uh, had an Xbox, the original Xbox. I actually still have it today. Uh, it still works surprisingly. Um, and then I didn't get into, I guess, like competitive until Black Ops Two. I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Black Ops 2 was honestly like the game. That was like my very first card. It started everything for me. Uh, okay. I started off as a pretty much like a shitter. Just getting smoked <laughs> in pubs. Didn't we all? Um, yeah. From joining sniping clans. Same. To uh, somehow becoming like one of those kids that would just troll in like S&D lobbies like at <laughs> five in the morning. <laughs> Uh, until one of my IRL friends uh, showed me a Team Envious scuff, uh, and we watched COD Champs together. Yep. I watched my very first event was, or pretty much was just watching Grand Finals, and that was just crazy. Uh, and ever since then, I just fell in love with competitive COD. Um, I guess that was like my my go to esport. Uh, yeah. Then, I guess, pretty much from Black Ops Two till. Black Ops 4 is pretty much, I guess, like, when I competed. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I stopped competing, like, I want to say, like, January of uh, MW is pretty much when, I guess you could call it, quote-unquote, retired. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, just pretty much would be considered, like, the, I guess, like, the, I would I would have the bitch role. So just pretty much try <laughs> to do it all, but get smoked. just the dub um i don't know a lot of my teammates would say that i had the most passion but not the best gun skill so it is what it is that's all right it happens so then you started emergence roughly once you stopped competing uh so i actually started um emergence in black ops 4 uh it was known as blade at the time uh blade esports or Lady mm-hmm. G, I forgot what it was called. Um, I made it with one of my old teammates. Uh, his name was Scuff Luck, and we were teammates in Black Ops Three, and we were just, we just became like instant friends. 
I still talk to him to his day. We're just not as close anymore. But like, yeah. he just he's like really like surprised of the growth of emergence and like how crazy like things have skyrocketed ever since he was a part of the org. But me and him just honestly made it just to like fuck around. Uh, mm-hmm. I told him I'm like let's make it let's make an org and I'll be like captain of the COD team and they can't drop me because I'm the org owner. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> oh dude, it was it was it was so funny. But um, eventually like when we started out like it was crazy how how many people were actually like wanting to join. So I was like, damn, like this can maybe become a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, our very first team was actually an EU COD team, and they were actually pretty nuts. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, we were to, like, fund them for leagues and everything, and from with with that team, it pretty much started what I like to call the, um, the Losers Round 3 curse. Uh, oh, okay. Because any COD team that we had, actually even our, like, CSGO teams, uh, anytime they would be in a tournament, Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Don't mind me, I'm just enjoying the uh, cut audio from this podcast. I like to sneak in where I can find some holes. Uh, but don't mind me, I'm just enjoying my... Insert sponsor here. Yeah, I really love their products. They they have great... Insert sponsor here. As well as... Insert sponsor here. Anyway, back to the podcast. Min. Um, and they get sent, yeah, even though I don't play it, like, it just, from a spectator's it's, point of view, it's, dude, it's, it's, it's such fun a to good watch. Game. I've watched it too, yeah. and I know my, uh, one of my IRLs actually used to do, like, I think he was, like, in the professional circuit for a while, a while back when Rainbow was a little bit smaller, but he said it's so fun, but I, like, watched some of these, like, people play nowadays. There's no way I can transition from Call of Duty to Rainbow Six, right? No yeah, chance. No, yeah, no chance. No you chance. get smoked. Exactly. It's too too methodical for me. I can't do it. I like to run it straight at people and kill them. Rainbow is more about setting up and holding your angles. And I think the like when you aim in the one thing I think is always funny when watching Rainbow is how you tilt the sides when oh, you yeah, like, when you're shooting. <laughs> I think that's the funniest <laughs> shit ever, bro. But Rainbow is an interesting game for sure. I know you guys do have a team for Rainbow, correct? Yeah, we have two. So we have a, our main roster, and then we we just picked up an academy roster as okay. well. As that's pretty. League. That's pretty sick. Rainbow is starting to be one of those things. A lot of orgs are starting to get into, as well as like Valorant. Those two games are starting to kind of become a lot bigger, especially with kind of the struggles of Call of Duty lately with the anti cheat and everything like that. Some of these orgs are looking to kind of expand into other avenues. So that's pretty sick that you guys are starting to get into that kind of, in my opinion. Towards the beginning of the curve, I think a lot of teams are going to start looking for rainbow teams in the very near future here. So, yeah, um, outside of gaming, just a more personal question. What do you really like to do? What do you do? What do you enjoy? Uh, so, um, growing up as a kid, like, obviously, uh, I was never really into sports. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. I wanted to try, like, baseball at one point. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just I just never got never got into it. Like I was just always like at home. I had like really strict parents growing up. I like, mm-hmm. never like really hang out with my friends. So I would just you know just stay at home. Uh, I personally am like a really big car guy, um, like JDM and stuff. So like growing up, yep. I'd watch Fast and the Furious all the time. I remember 
uh, I would have the VHS version of the very first movie and just watch it like Classic. all day, every day. Yeah, dude. Yep. Um, and then I would uh, I'd also play like a lot of like racing games like Midnight Club, Need for Speed, like. All those games. You ever, um, you ever play the classic driver game back in the day? Yeah, dude. Uh, I remember I played that one on. I think I played like one of the versions on PS2. Yep. Um, yep. That game. And then that I had sad, a. Bro. I had a a Game Boy version of the game too, and I I always liked that too. Yeah, that game was pretty fun. It's the original GTA, or one of the co- original competitors. I will say it's died out since then, sadly, but. Yeah, I love that game, bro. And N64, you mentioned earlier, man. Honestly, we still have ours. I live with my brother. We still have our original N64 at our apartment with all the classic games, and we still play. We'll hop in and play Goldeneye, the original Mario Kart, all the time. Oh, I OG miss the original Mario Kart, bro. I so that's sick. like the best one. So sick, and it's crazy. You mentioned VHS earlier too, because I guarantee you, half the people listening to this might might not even know what a VHS tape is. If they're younger, well, they probably, dude, they probably don't even know what a DVD is. <laughs> dude, I agree. So much, bro. It's, it's crazy. So much. It's insane to think about that. So let's talk. Let's talk emergence, right? Let's talk a little bit more about that. So let's go through, like, what kind of teams do you guys have? I know you guys have a rainbow team and a COD team. Is that all you have, or do you have other avenues of like competing teams? Uh, we've tried to expand to other esports. But you know, it's it's all about. It, I think it's all like a waiting game. Like you just have to. It's all it's all patience and timing. Like, like yeah, obviously, like your your goal is to expand and you know get your name out there. But you you can't just jump into it being eager. It's it's all. Uh, I guess yeah, just pretty much just waiting for your the right time and the right moment to actually pick up a good team. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, like not not every esport is. Uh, I wouldn't say. Like for me, dude, it's it's for me. It's not about it's not about money. Like I'm not I'm not in this mm-hmm. to make money. It's it's more just uh, like a passion, like a hobby of mine. Yep. So, like, yeah, if I if I want to pick up another team, another esport, I'm not saying like no disrespect to like other teams, but it's just. Like, people who are passionate and dedicated on working on their craft every single day. That'll push me to go and, I guess, do more for not only for them but for my brand. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I I look forward to or look for when I'm trying to pick up a team. Yeah, you never want to pick up a new team at the wrong time too. That's yeah. exactly right. You never want to overexpand. You know, it's always great to kind of reach out, go to different things, test it out. Right, you don't have to dive in all the way. Put your toe in the water, see how you like it. You know what I mean? So that's a respectful way to do it. You don't want to pick up a Valorant team, you know, put money into tournaments, all this stuff for that Valorant team, and a week later they're like, ah, no, I'm good. Yeah, Yeah. that's literally how it happens. Or you'll be you'll be in talks with teams, like you'll get contracts ready, and just uh, last minute they change their mind, and you know it is what it is. So yeah, I I personally like this is a flaw of mine too. Like when I like when I rebranded Blade from Emergence, is that like I wanted to start fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, just like new brand, like I I had goals in mind, and I I wanted to have teams ready. Like I wanted to have um, you know, just people around me already that I knew would give me a fresh start. Like kind of like a change of scenery. Yeah, and just it would just I would just feel so dumb picking up people, and they just would pretty much either 
like screw me over just wouldn't grind or like would be inactive and it would just it would just make me feel dumb for like me giving them a chance giving them a platform to you know actually like grow their own brand or just even like you know like some teams just at the end of the day just want like a supportive group or supportive home and it's like i can give that to you if you give me the same respect back same you know work ethic back and it's just i don't know dude it's a slap in the face it is you know to be honest dude it still happens to me to this day yeah and it's just it's just one of those flaws yeah i mean me as a competitor when i used to play it's like everyone would always like doubt me like they wouldn't Mm -hmm. you know um what's the word like they wouldn't believe in me like they 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 wouldn't think i would have produced the goods so like when i rebranded emergence uh like my whole like hashtags like emerge with us is like pretty much like grow with us you know it's Mm -hmm. like i want to grow with you and like if you don't want to do that with me then like and why even bother right so it's yeah so that's something i gotta work on but i guess it's just me who i am as a person it's like just because I've been doubted on and people like have slept on me in the past, it's like I I want people to sleep on you, but I want you to prove yourself to them that you know, like you have like you're valuable to a team. Yep. And that's a really good attribute to have as an org owner too, because you know, you care about your players, you care about the people under your org, and you're doing it for the right reasons, right? You know, yeah. I can I know other org owners feel the exact same as you when it comes to that. You pick up a player and all of a sudden they turn around, leave your team, and a week later, you're you're sitting there empty-handed, thinking you did something right. When it's reality, it's just kind of the community and players just kind of being scummy. You know, I'm been seeing a lot of that in the timeline. You know, a dude will hop teams every four days, blaming something, or this team, this guy will go from coaching this orgs team to this one to this one. You know, it's I think the team hopping is such an insane concept, especially in the Call of Duty community. It's yeah, so dude. crazy how often it happens too. Oh, but I bro. think I think owners are starting to realize that those players are just not what you want in your org, right? So a lot of those players are free agents, no orgs. And that's the reason they're not getting picked up. Honestly, dude, you'd be, you'd be surprised. Some of them actually find their like find their way to get, like getting on a team is just like it's just mind blowing to me. I don't know. I've been I've been screwed over by like I guess like COD players too, and it's just it's it's annoying. Yeah, I I don't like that about the Call of Duty community. I don't like players team hopping, and I will clown them on the timeline. I do not care. I will do it, and I do it yeah. consistently. So, what's been your most rewarding part of being the owner of Emergence so far? I'm guessing there's a lot of them. As you said, this is not about money. It's about passion. As for a lot of org owners, that's kind of the same. But what exactly has been your kind of most rewarding part of it, if you can pick one? If you want to touch on a couple, feel free. It's just something I kind of wanted to ask you because I'm guessing there's a lot you want to talk about when it comes to that. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess this is more like a personal thing for me, um, mainly because like, uh, I want to say like when I graduated high school, uh, I I wouldn't say like I was at my peak, but I had a lot of good things going for me at the time, and then just like, you know, in like in a split second, like everything changed for me. Um, mm-hmm. And my life was just like, yeah, I don't know, dude, it was just going down like a really, really dark path. Um, I just didn't know what to do anymore. And then I guess with like, I don't know, like I've always, I've always, I guess, like put like, or wore my heart on my sleeve and like gave everything like my 110%. And mm. when nothing wouldn't work out for me, it would, it would suck. Yeah. 
So knowing that like emergence is like probably like one of the only things that has actually worked out for me, uh, that's that's just a blessing for me, dude. Like that's that's all I could ask for, because like yeah, like at the like at the end of the day, like a lot of people you're gonna put a lot of money into your brand, you know, mm-hmm. like like yeah, you want to make it look good, but it's also like the the time and effort like people that you meet like along the way like mm-hmm. you know like the close games like watching matches and all that stuff like that that's that's like pretty much like the my favorite part of just of emergence like i don't know it's 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 cool seeing like all your hard work uh pretty much out there like yeah like i dude it's crazy to think like i i actually have fans like i don't know it's it's weird it's it's humbling too obviously um like i remember uh like a rainbow team uh we played ses we just we lost to the a team who ended up becoming champions um it was a very very close series Mm. literally just pretty much like wrote a whole book in the fucking group chat with the rainbow team and they're all like like thank you for believing in us and all that stuff and it's like well, yeah, dude, like, I know how it feels. People just, like, you know, clowning you after a loss. Like, I'm not going to do that. But, mm. yeah, that's it's pretty much it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being able to have something that really you're so super proud of, right? That's worth more money than anything, right? Yeah, you can, dude. You're super proud of what you've done. You're super proud of what you're going for. What, and what you're doing it for, I know you're proud of, especially because we talked about this before the show started. You're really proud of kind of how you do it, the way you're kind of treating your players, everything like that. You're a humble guy. And I think a lot of people can learn from that, you know, because a lot of it nowadays is just clout. How many followers followers you got? What's your impressions? How your team's doing? This and this, right? I think when it personally, when it comes to an organization, which is how I found AS1 Network. So quick shout out to Josh at AS1. um, It's more of a community thing for me, right? You know, I talked with Josh maybe five, six times before I joined the organization and talked about, I picked his brain a lot and Josh can vouch for this too. I picked his brain so much on what his plans were, what his views are with like players, community and everything like that. And he's very similar. You know, he really, really loves his players, his content creators. He's very active with talking to him too. I think a lot of org owners fall short of that. Org owners at this level need to interact with their players pretty often in my opinion you know you need to be watching their watching their games talking with them after they lose talking with them after they win hopping in a discord with them occasionally you know be reachable right i'm sure you are very reachable from the way it sounds but yeah, you don't yeah, want I, I try my best yeah dude because like to be honest i'll be i'll be at work or like i'll be with my girlfriend bro and i'm i'm literally so tempted to like not be on my phone mm-hmm. but it's like at the end of the day it's like it's kind of like a i wouldn't say it's kind of like a job but yeah you know it's kind of like they're my kid you know like and i'm and i'm parenting them like i have to <laughs> i have to watch them you know it's like it emerges my baby yeah it's something you right. care about right yeah so yeah even if it's like the smallest thing bro it's like i i at least want them to know that i'm there like even mm-hmm. even if they're just like you know like even if it's like a troll like oh like i'm just i'm had bad because you know this girl didn't slide back in my dms yeah or whatever. it's like you know it's like as long as they know that i'm there for them bro that's that's all that matters to me it's like i try to do it like the best i can because i know like 
mean, like I have I have work, like you know, personal things going on, like personal things with them too. Like so does everyone else. But like, yep. if I can, I'll I'll drop a follow or I'll drop a I'll drop a post whenever they're streaming if I can or mm-hmm. like a few subs every now and then. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to make up, just to make their day. So. Yeah, just to show you're there and you're supporting them and a lot of players. I know personally when I'm in an organization, I like to know that my owner's there with me. He's there. He knows what I'm doing. He's there for me if I need anything. He supports me, right? So that's I respect the absolute fuck out of that. I really like that. So let's move past current emergence. Let's look more towards the future. Where would you want to see emergence in the next year? I know it's kind of a loaded question, but 365 days from now, where would you like to be with emergence? Oh, dude, that's a good question. I don't know, man. I, I have a lot of things planned this year, dude. And just if if everything goes as planned, you know, like, I guess, like, in a perfect world and, like, despite, like, the whole, like, pandemic thing going on, because I know, like, that that's a lot of things back. Yep. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I at least want to see us at a at a top level in terms of esports. Whether, I wouldn't say, like, us having a team, obviously, but, like, at least, like, a a top am like sleeper team in like a top 16 of, yeah like a like a decent team in an esport mm-hmm. um in terms of social media like um i don't know that's that's never really been like a thing for me like yep. i mean so far we're we're like like i want to say like 630 followers on twitter right now so i mean i would say like maybe like a thousand two hundred around that ballpark yep um i really do like this year i'm really focusing on on content this year mm-hmm. so um I don't know, maybe maybe a thousand subs, maybe. Um, if not, like I mean, at least close to a thousand. But I mean, it it all depends on on everyone else because I I can't do it alone. Yeah, know? exactly. So, and that's a very respectable too. You know, you don't want to set out of this world expectations, right? You don't want to be like, oh, we're having a CDL team, 10k followers on Twitter. We're taking this by storm, right? Because you see that all the time. You yeah. see it all the time. We're taking we're taking esports by storm this year, and it's just you know. Maybe you will. Maybe some of these smaller orgs will. But it's nice to know that you're you're based in reality. You're setting yourself reachable goals, right? That's really reachable. And numbers wise, I know you don't care about them, right? Who cares? Yeah. Just grow, grow a community, all that kind of stuff. I can tell that's what your focus is. Just growing a, you know, a community where you can feel included, where others can feel included, as well as be part of something that's larger than themselves. I think a lot of orgs should strive to that if they aren't already because that's what people look yeah. for in the cod community and other communities as well yeah i i mean personally i mean i guess like for for esports like i i do want to get back into csgo because we did have a csgo team last year so i do mm-hmm. want to get back into that um for for rainbow uh i want to win ses dude like being being so short like so it's like so close dude like mm-hmm. literally both back-to-back seasons we've lost to the, to the champions like yep and we were literally like an inch away from like beating them and pretty that's, much being in grand finals that's motivating so, though it, it's motivating dude but like well like at first it's, it's frustrating right yeah it's like i want to do the the best i can to help my players succeed mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day like it's all on them because i can yep. only do so much like at the end of the day it's it's all it's on them but yeah, I I just want to win like a like at least like a major league, um, in COD too. Uh, 
I mean, I know, um, like our former COD roster, we won like some like free entry CMGs and everything. But I want to mm-hmm. win like a league, whether it's like Wigs or Kinetic or maybe even AGN if we ever do get back into COD. But I mean, for now, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much like one of the things. I just I just want to win a league, pretty much. Yeah, and that's a rewarding feeling as an owner too, knowing you got something that you know you pick up a team, you watch them grow, and they accomplish something huge. So I can see that's that's awesome to hear. It's nice that you have the, these goals set out too, because then you strive to reach reach them, right? You don't want to be setting yourself ten thousand followers and be disappointed, you know. So that's pretty sweet. But one thing I do want to bring up is. This league match yesterday that happened. Oh was, yeah, <laughs> I saw a lot of that on my timeline. It's, it's oh, kind of a lot of people. A lot of people are talking about it. So let's hear from the owner himself. Kind of talk about what happened. Take us through it, and kind of break it down for us step by step. All right. Uh, so there's this. Uh, well, I guess it was a former league. Um, they just disbanded today. Uh. It was a pretty much like a lower end uh rainbow uh league. So like in terms of like COD, so there's like T three well there's like tiers. So like tier one, tier two is like tier one is like your pros, tier two is like your kinda like your challengers division. Yep. Tier three is like kinda like what you consider like I guess like our current COD, like I uh, not current COD, but like um I want to say, like, uh, I don't want to, like, name drop people, but... You could say they're, like, upcoming challengers. You could say, like, you have a yeah, professional pretty mu- level. Yeah, pretty much, like, yeah, pretty much upcoming, like, challengers. And then there's, like, tier 4, tier 5, which is, like, your lower end, like, AMs. Like, I want to say, like, top 128 teams, like... Kind of, like, a top 28, 128, or, like, yeah, some of yeah, these top, academy teams. Or... Yep, pretty much. Okay. So, we're considered, like, T3. Um, so we were in a, we won a tier four league. Uh, we won their first season. So this is uh, season two was about to start in like in a week or so. Mm. Um, we won we won season one undefeated, and they wanted to have an exhibition match. Okay. So usually, like exhibition matches, like oh, I figured just like anything goes. It's like you could troll around, just you know, like have fun, pretty much. So that's mm-hmm. that's that was our mindset going into it. Um, team we played against never heard of them they didn't know who was on their team you know just like it is what it is just go out and have fun yep so I'm pretty sure you've heard of like the the Chonka memes right like the yep. OP yeah so that dude's insane so we pulled mm-hmm. out we pulled him out you know had a little fun with him Uh, you know we're a little toxic Team killed a couple times intentionally, and I guess like on the pro level of siege, like intentional team killing is like is like a no no. Yeah. So, um, but this this wasn't like, I guess like in a professional environment, it was just mm-hmm. a show match just for fun. Okay. And I guess um, I mean I was watching the stream. I was I was in the chat. I don't think anyone was really complaining about it. People were just saying like, ah, oh, these kids are trolling, but um. We ended up winning the match, and I guess admins from the league weren't too happy about it. Um, mm-hmm. And we even brought up that the the other team that we were playing against were using like band skins, and they didn't really touch up on it. 
Um, I later found out that one of the admins was actually one of the owners or managers of the team we played against. Oh. Yeah, so I was like, ah, this is kind of like, you know, a conflict of interest. Like, it's kind of biased, yeah. but uh, it is what it is. So it's, I guess she tried to reach out to, I guess, to me. I mean, I never got any DMs or anything. And I'm in their Discord, mm-hmm. so like, she didn't even ping me or anything. Um, so she she sent a message to one of my players, pretty much saying like, um, you pretty much got two options. One, you either, uh, you either leave the league and we'll refund you, um, for the entry fee, or two, you could publicly publicly apologize and you could be in the league again. So I was okay. like, uh, yeah, I was like, uh, okay. I mean, we all thought it was just a show match, nothing serious, nothing yep. was on the line. Um, kind of, kind of dumb. So, uh, behind, like, I guess, like behind the scenes, they they never paid us out for season one. So we we went out of our way, still, you know, participating because mm-hmm. you know I was like, just participate, guys. Like, it's just a show match. Like, we'll we'll get our money, and like, even though they didn't pay us, we still went out of our way to play in their match and like, kind of like, what the fuck. Like, yeah. we weren't doing anything bad. Like, I, th- I thought we brought, like, protein. Hey, guys. Casual here. Quick cut. There was an audio gap here. We are switching up what we're using for recording uh, for the future so we, that we don't have to worry about it. Back to the conversation with the uh, CEO of Kim Behavior, whoever was running that league. Okay. Kind of like David Vonderhaar, um when people, when he nerfed the DSR-50, and I think, it was, was it the DSR-50 and the Ballista, or just the it, DSR-50? I think it was the DSR-50 and the Ballista, but I think the DSR got the biggest hit. Yeah, so, you know how, like, the whole sniping community just went, like, ape shit over that? Like, I remember, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, not to that that level, but it's, like, it's, like, still, man, like, come on, like, uh, like, we're always preaching how the esports community, like, has to be better, and, like, we're always advocating for, like, mental health and all this stuff and it's like um i guess like you know like practice what you preach you know it's mm-hmm. like like don't be don't be those people that like ruin it for others because like I, I yeah like i like dude she the the girl was like um like a navy veteran dude and like she she suffered from like uh depression and anxiety and like i felt bad mm-hmm. like you know but it's uh, i mean i don't know man it it's crazy that people actually like do all that just just for a simple tweet. I mean, I honestly just posted it just for like the shits and giggles. I didn't think it would like, you know, go that crazy. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. you never, you never could have tell like guessed that either. You know, you never would have guessed. Oh, I'm gonna post this on Twitter. Oh, people are getting death threats. You know, you can never predict that stuff, right? And that's not on you whatsoever. That's just people being. Yeah, but ugh. yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, she ended up. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, um. I put out a statement on the emergence Twitter, um, and then uh, just to be a troll, I, uh, I put the uh, the Conor McGregor interview where he's like, uh, yeah, "I want to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody." <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah, I, I mean, it spilled over onto my timeline too because I was seeing it. And I was like, "What the hell is going on?" You know, I'm having emergence on tomorrow, you know. So let's let's listen here. Let's talk to him. And I was seeing, I was like, what's going on? It was just like, because I saw it was just like a league match. Like, oh, no big deal. Right. But I guess there was a lot going on that I personally didn't know about. I'm sure a lot of others didn't know about either. 
Um, have you gotten your payment for season one at the moment? Uh, no, but I did talk to one of them. Uh, so we we set out a date. So I'm expecting it by that date. And if it's not, well, then uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah, yeah. As long hopefully, as paid, I'm, I'm, that's all I yeah, care about. Yeah, hopefully they get that figured out. Because no one likes to sit there and wait. Am I going to get paid? And especially when your team's still playing in the league, you don't want to have to sit there and be like, "We're still waiting for payment from this league. What if we win this one?" Yeah, it's it's just more of a headache than it needs to be. So hopefully you guys get that figured out. Uh, let's see here. So a couple more questions for you before we head out here. Uh, if you could sign one professional player in any esport to be with Emergence tomorrow. Who would that be? Uh shit, bro. That's a good question. Um, honestly, dude. Uh I'd want to say uh, Hex from Optic. Okay. Just because he his vision for his brand is just like I don't know, dude. I could, I could pick that dude's brains for like for years. So not even a player, just an owner. Yeah, just yeah, Hex. just an owner. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know, he's built something so huge yeah his his is like is like a one in a million type thing yeah like you know and it's so crazy that we watch nade shot come up under the optic name right starting off when he was younger and then he splits off of optic and creates 100 thieves who's arguably up there starting to get up there with optic now you know i know so it's so crazy to watch all these former optic people and everything stem from what hex built you know keep Especially COD esports going. Guy like Scump, he's the heart of the community. You know, Hex with his ownership is amazing. You know, when Optic got rebranded and Hex went to NRG with Chicago, that was a sad day. That was it really was, sad. Man. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a dark day in esports. Oh, gosh, that year. Was, I mean, it did. But the growth that he did with like the Huntsman was also like crazy. He's like yep. pretty much showed to everyone that it's like I can do this like pretty much is over and over again and still get the same results. Because he's so smart. He's yeah, so dude. he's so good at what he does. You know, he can just you know, he went from he went from optic and owning the brand to okay, we're gonna go with NRG and go to Huntsman with like scump and everything. And then he's just like, watch this. And then it just blows up. So yeah. Hex is one guy for sure that, you know, just being able to sit down with him, even for like an hour. If I in, tomorrow, let's say I own an org. If I had to sign one player, Scump. His brand, his skill, everything like that would be so desirable to have in an organization. Because, yeah. like I said, you know. <sighs> Oh fuck, is this thing on? Uh I mean uh yeah, sorry there was a cut in the audio. Uh back to the podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, to see cuz they weren't super big cuz they didn't have a COD team for a while. They dropped like a like a, I think it was a League of Legends or a Valorant roster for a while. And then all all of a sudden you just see 100 team merch flying off the shelves in 5 minutes. You know, so it's it's so crazy to see that these owners are they're just so smart, man. Yeah. They're so incredibly smart. They know how to run their business, whether it's in esports, merchandise, everything, right? Sponsors, you name it, they're at the top of it. So hopefully we can see your name up there someday. 
hoping for it. Yeah, one day, dude. I mean, one that, that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. So, and question kind of similar to that. All right, we'll wrap up after this question here. If you could take ownership of one esports team, one brand, I think I know what the answer is going to be. But if you had to take ownership of one esports like franchise brand, what would that be? Uh, honestly, like I mean, yeah, obviously besides like Optic, um, yeah. um, I'd want to go with Phase probably. Yeah. Um, just because dude, they're like in they're like in everything. Everything. Like, my brother's like thirty years old. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know shit about esports or like <laughs> video games, like, like you know, like the YouTube side of like video games, yep. like vlogs and everything like that, like YouTube personality. But somehow, he knows who Phase Rug is. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, so I was like, I was like, how? But all right, bro. Well, it's so crazy that you know both of us growing up sniping and doing all that stuff. We watched Phase go from trick shotting and sniping to. This insanely huge esports brand with Rug being a vlogger now, doing prank videos, and franchising and Call of Duty, and everything—they're just so huge, and it's been so crazy to grow up watching them go from, you know, I think I started watching when they had like a hundred k on YouTube, MW2 trick shotting, yeah. So watching watching them go from that to where they are now has been surreal. Same with Optic too, because Optic used to do all that stuff too when it first started, you know. So watching some of these OG orgs that I grew up with become bases in almost all major esports now, it's pretty crazy. It's really awesome to see, in my opinion. It's just a lot of nostalgia involved. It's kind of sad that Phase has kind of moved away from what I grew up with, but times change, right? You know. Yeah, the, I mean that's that's with Optic too. I mean, yeah, like they're. Their content isn't as heavy as it used to be, but mm-hmm. it's like you still get like that good feeling of you know watching a new optic video. Yep. Like, yep. dude, I'd be so excited to like watch Vision like yeah every now and then. Yeah. I still watch the old Vision episodes to this day, dude. It's just I don't know, dude. Something about them just it just feels so I don't know. It, it feels wholesome. Yeah, it's me, it's least. cool to relive that. Cause you know I remember. I remember coming home from school and I would sit there and spin in circles on MW2 with some of my best friends in like 2012 and watching the phase videos in the background while I'm doing that, right? So it's so crazy to see where they are now. And I think hopefully some of these orgs that we'll have on the weekly showcase, we'll get to that point in the near future. So that's all the time we're going to have for Zelda Day, but keep posted with the Insight Twitter page. We're going to have updates on Emergence throughout the week. But Zell, if you have any closing comments, any shout-outs you want to make, here's your time. Floor is yours. All right. Uh, I just want to say thank you to all our fans out there, supporters, uh, people tuning into the stream, um, everyone in Emergence, uh, past and current uh, members. Uh, I wouldn't be here today without you guys, so it literally hats off to you guys. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you. And uh, to our current members, uh, uh, we're coming in 2021 with a bang, so let's let's kill it. What's up? What's up? I'd like to hear that. So hopefully we're, we'll be seeing a lot from Emergence in 2021. Got some big goals set ahead. 
Hope you can reach him. Everyone here at Insight's going to be behind you, man. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Me too, man. All right, bro. So that's going to wrap up the weekly showcase with Emergence HQ. Make sure you drop a follow on their social. It'll be down in the description below. Until next time, everybody, it's been Wayuki. Later.